Hello, everyone, and welcome to End of the Line. I'm Jim Anderton, Multimedia Content Director at Engineering.com. On today's episode, after COVID, business as usual? see that U.S. and global manufacturing is starting to look at what the world will look like after this is over. Now, we're a consumption economy, and in mass market consumer goods, where the action is, convincing people to open their wallets and make significant purchases, well, that may be a struggle going forward. Or it may be easy. But if the past is any indication of the future, it will be innovation-driven. New cells, whether it's cars, airplanes, or espresso machines, but in a world where the durability of most consumer goods exceeds their lifetime, as defined by the average consumer, are we innovating enough to restart mass consumption? Now, a recent survey by McKinsey and Company, a market research firm, suggests that in the consumer goods market, innovation tends to lag after economic downturns, and it may do so again. Look at this chart. Notice how the number of U.S. product launches tracks the overall economy in general, meaning the real economy, not the stock market. The 2008 crash, well, it had a noticeable dampening effect, and as the bull market began to peter out in 2019, we saw a reduction in development as well. COVID, of course, is like 2008 on steroids, and I expect new product launches to reflect this in the 2020 data. There's no point developing new products when there are no consumers, so this shouldn't scare anyone, but conventional wisdom is that deferred demand is pent-up demand, favoring companies who are ready with new products in a potentially V-shaped recovery. Are corporate executives paying attention? Well, according to the study, 79% of executives responding to the McKinsey survey believe that the COVID-19 crisis will have a lasting impact on their customers' needs over the next five years. Interestingly, 30% of those executives feel that their companies are well-equipped to address those changes, and fewer still, about 10%, believe that they're well-equipped to pursue net new growth. So what happens to companies that pursue innovation despite recessionary economies? Well, take a look at this chart, which expresses corporate success as market capitalization normalized to 2007 levels. Now, I know what you're saying, that market cap is not necessarily the right metric here, but it is tied to returns, and market sentiment matters, so it's a workable method. Now, in the post-2008 crisis, innovators outperformed the averages expressed by the Standard & Poor's 500 by 10% and by 30% as the economy recovered. So what does this tell us? Well, it tells me two things. One is that the economic downturn is not the time to restrict R&D and capital expenditure, but in fact, it's exactly the right time to work on new products. The other is that modest short-term returns for new product development in the immediate aftermath of the recession are followed by big gains as the economy picks up steam, so patience is required. Now, in the end, there's nothing new about the old adage that you've got to spend money to make money, but COVID-19 is terra incognita, and no one really knows how consumers will react when a vaccine makes the virus irrelevant. But if there's a V-shaped recovery, it's not going to get easier or cheaper to develop and launch new products when the customers are beating on your door. And with unknown availability of everything from automation integration services to tool steel in the immediate aftermath, the right time to start cutting metal for that new product launch is probably right now. Thanks for listening to today's episode of End of the Line. Tune in again next time.